earlier this morning, someone asked me how I got my nickname, which made me think how Froggy got his nickname, Matt, and you were all over it. Didn't you give yourself... No, that's a, no, that's no I spoke myth. to some uh, some friends of your mum down on King Island. <laughs> I said Hornet, and he said, you know, called himself the Hornet. <laughs> this is your chance to quash that, that rumour. That is an absolute lie and a myth, and for the first six weeks I was given that nickname, I hated it, and then I realised that that was making it worse, so I just decided to embrace it. See, let's tip James Cummings under the bus. He self-dubbed, he self-dubbed, yep. he self-dubbed himself the maestro, he which did. he did it very lightheartedly. He's actually... He did. He's actually That's, not that... It's almost like... He's actually uh, not that arrogant, but... Uh, LeBron James and Nick Kyrgios calling themselves the king. I wonder if Craig Newitt called himself the frog. Hello, Froggy. Hello, mate. Uh, the, the frog nickname. Where did that stem from? Yeah, that, uh, that nickname's been around quite a while. My uh, my old man got the nickname Froggy when he was uh, in primary school, so that's going back a long ways away. He um, he was on a school camp one day, and the bus was ready to go back to school, and they couldn't find him. He was down in the creek catching frogs, so <laughs> the bus was late. And so from then on, they nicknamed him Froggy. And um, when I first started sort of following him around, as a young fellow, early days, I was uh, I was the tadpole, but then when I started riding, I um, yeah, it just became froggy and it stuck ever since. In the in the animal kingdom, not many tadpoles actually survive to adulthood, so you've done quite well. I think one in a thousand make it like little baby turtles. Uh, uh, and you've got four tadpoles of your own, Froggy. I was having a chat to you yesterday, and I said, "What's the go on the?" The uh, race-free Monday with the kids, and you said, "Well, I've dispatched two to school, but two at home." What did you do with the two that uh, remained in your care yesterday? Well, I don't know how long it's been since you spoke to me, Maddie, but I've got five now. So, oh, oh. sorry, <laughs> it's been a big change in twenty-four hours. <laughs> so there is five. I knew you were a multiple uh, uh, breeder, but yeah, okay. So, what? How did you do? How many at school and how many at home? Uh, they're all at school today, which is good. They um, sort of since COVID, I think majority of the schools around the country they sort of stagger them in to start with so that they don't all lob there on the one day but um yeah we had two go yesterday and all four went this morning and um yeah the little fella's still at home all right well that makes it nice and easy to be able to prepare for a day at the races froggy we're going to get you on hopefully sort of semi-regularly here on the big v to learn a little bit more about you and seeing as though you're one of the more well-traveled jockeys as well heading from all sorts of far-flung places around Victoria, and today happens to be Stony Creek, which Mark Hunter labelled you the best rider at Stony Creek. He says you've got panels on the rest of them, Froggy. Is there a secret there that you, you haven't you haven't been able to tell anyone else about? Oh, I don't think there's much of a secret, mate. You're um, sort of what you see is what you get. It's it's pretty tight. Um, unless it's rain affected, you you need to be up on speed. So. It is, um, I mean, there's, there's been a couple of nice horses come here over the years and get rolled, so it's sort of horses for courses, and if you've got speed, you're, um, you, you're well on your way to uh, being very competitive. It, the pattern, one in every ten, for some reason, they swoop down the outside rail, but more often than not, Froggy, you've got to attack reasonably early or else the, races, the race will pass you by. It's about when you strike at Stony Creek, isn't it, and not strike too late? Yeah, well, it's, it's actually quite deceptive, because at about the about the 650 there's there's quite a quite a steep rise so because it's so tight anything that's sort of back in the ruck and starting to make their runs wide you, you're climbing but you're turning at the same time so i tend to find if you um you are back in the field you're better off to sort of stay in and ride for a bit of luck and because that corner is so sharp everything tends to roll off in the corner anyway so 
it's um, yeah, it is, it is very tricky, but um, it's, it's a track that I've had uh, good success at, so I'll, uh, I'll continue to come in. Yeah, Rob's just sent in a text. Froggy, what a ripper. Great bloke. So much initiative. You've always got a chance when Craig Newitt is on board. Um, and I guess that's interesting, isn't it, Frog? It's part of reading a race is that you go to a track like Stony Creek and everyone wants to get to the front, but y- y- it can also backfire on you. You've got you to gotta really read it early on. Yeah, absolutely. And um, that, that's one thing I've always never sort of been afraid to, to do. I've always, I've always um, been of the opinion that um, if, if the race is not being run to suit you or your horse, um, you, you have to try something, and quite often it doesn't work. But um, I mean, if if it's a slow run race and you're sitting back last, you, you're more or less got no hope anyway. So there is obviously times, parts of the race where you, you have to get it right because if you go too early, you look like a mug. If you work, if you work it in your favour, that you, you get going at the right time and you can sort of catch the uh, horses up on speed, sort of unsurprised. Um, especially around joints like this, it's a bit hard to do it packing them because you take off the half mile, you turn for home, you've still got 600 metres to go. So you can do it around these joints where you've only sort of got a furlong running because if you can... The, the quality of horse here um, can't afford to make two runs. So I've always been of the opinion that, um, yeah, if I'm, if I'm not happy with um, the situation I'm in in a race, I'll try something. If it doesn't work, I'll... Um, I'll get a kick up the arse, but if it, if it works, um, you're a genius. True, true. Craig, I reckon one of the greatest human qualities is the ability to claw your way back after you've had a big tumble in life, and you had multiple. Your dad, who you're extremely close to, there's a there's a beautiful um, doco on racing.com about that terrible part of your life, but how everyone pushed through, and very emotional Mick Price and so on, and and then your career as well, um, from the heights of Miss Andretti and Light Fantastic and <clears throat> Lankin Rupee to going back to Tassie and losing opportunities and then moving back to Point Cook and just having to start from scratch again. And you didn't seem to have any sort of why poor me or anything like that about you. I remember talking to you about it at the time. You said, mate, I've just got to get back to work and, and work hard and head down, bum up. So it's just been a case of just continual resilience from you over the last 10 or 15 years. Yeah, well, I've never, I've never sort of been shy of working hard. That's never been an issue. It's, um, yeah, it's just obviously it's like, it's like everyone. Everyone's got their um, their stories in life, and I've had some highs. I've, I've had some extremely high highs, um, and then I've had some extremely lows. So probably um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm only 37 at the moment, so I've still got quite a few years left in me, and I've actually had a couple of people want, wanting to write my book lately, so um, there's quite a few chapters there that could be written, that's for sure. Has Matty Stewart made a case yet? No, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't thrown that in the ring there. <laughs> yeah, no, he hasn't, he hasn't had that yet. I don't even know how many kids he's got. How am I going to write a book about him? <laughs> I reckon he might be able to sell a few copies if he writes it, uh, old Matty boy. Hey, uh, Froggy, you just mentioned you've never been afraid of hard work. Does it feel like hard work when you're driving to all different parts of Victoria, whether it's Stony Creek or Echuca or wherever else might be, does it feel like hard work or do you, do you really enjoy it? I, I, I really enjoy it. I've, I've always been um, a competitive person. So, I mean, um, sort of from an early age, this, this is all I've ever done. Like that, The hardest part is getting to the race meeting. Like mm. the, the drive, like it, it took me... Um, well, the, Stony Creek from my joint takes just under three hours. Whereas 
today, it, it took quite a while with all the road work. So I, got, I was going home from Packenham night meeting the other day, and what's an hour drive took me nearly two and a half to get home. So That road work's terrible that still, isn't it, with the tunnel creation and yeah, all that? Yeah, absolutely. So that, that, that's the most, um, mm. the most sort of shittiest part of my, my job, but um, obviously being away from Bree and the boys, as much as I am, but at the end of the day, I've um, I've got I've got six people at home that I've got to support and put a roof over their heads, so I've got to do it. Mm. It's um, I'm just fortunate that I'm in a in a job that I'm uh, I'm bloody good at. No, and you are, and you have been for a long time. Just on that though, what Maddie was talking about, and sometimes you can have things you listen to on the way to the races that can sort of change your mood and things like that. I, I can't imagine that. There haven't been days where you've got up and gone, oh, God, I've got to drive to Warnable today. I've got three rides. I'm just not feeling it. Are you always at the same level, or are there some days where you go, gee, I'm going to have to really push through today. I'm just not feeling it? No, absolutely. You have your ups and downs, that's for sure. Um, I'll tell you, with, um, with the, no footy during during the weekend, she, she's a bloody long drive. It's not too bad when you've sort of got something that, that you can really sort of listen to on the way home, but, um, yeah, just... There, there is quite quite a, quite a few days, to be honest, that um, you sort of get up and you've got to travel. Well, you know you're going to have to spend at least five, six, seven hours in the car. Um, and sometimes you're only going for one or two rides. So I think the, um, the, the, the hardest part is when you've sort of only got one or two rides, but they're in, say, the first and the last race. So mm. you've got five hours to kill, you've got three hours to drive there, you've got five hours to kill in between rides and then three three hours home. That's that's the most frustrating part about it, but um, yeah, it's the occupation we choose, so we've got to deal with it. Froggy, we could talk to you for a long time, so it's great that we're going to get you on over the next few weeks to learn a little bit more. I just want to ask you one question before we let you go, and we have a quick chat about your rides. A text has come through from Mick, and I think it's a really interesting one. Froggy, you've had, well, racing.com says you've had 18,000 rides, 2,200 winners and you've won $99 million in prize money. How does your body cope with this level of work? What is there anything special that you do to look after yourself? I think it's an interesting question. Um, I've been very fortunate that um, obviously both my parents rode. So so they weren't big people, albeit my old man rode over the jump. So my, my weight has never been an issue, which I think is a huge... Well, it is. It's it, it, it's the it's the biggest reason why I can I can do as much as I am. Like Yendel, Dean Yendel's in the same boat. He doesn't have to wait. If if you can drive to the races and stop somewhere along the way and refuel, um, get something to eat, something to drink, it's it's a huge advantage because your your energy levels are always up. Whereas you get these guys that are losing two, three, sometimes four kilos per day. Not just once a week, like per day, like, mm. like your Jamie, Mike, and those guys. Like if, if they're not losing minimum two kilos every time they go to the races, um, they're pretty much riding in high weight. So they they seem to get to the races drained and do an absolutely exceptional job to ride as good as they do. Um, because I, I sit in the room and as I'm sipping on me can of coke or having having a sandwich, I'm just looking at them going. You poor bugger. And they're probably right. looking at you going, I'm going to belt this bike <laughs> if he keeps eating that cherry ripe. Correct. And, and, and you, get, you, get, you get the ones where as soon as they walk in the room, you, you know, yeah, I probably don't want to poke the bear too yeah. much with that one today because yeah. you, you'll cop a slap on the end of the chin. But, I mean, they, they do a terrific job. But that, 
that has made my my career, and that's why I've I've had as many rides as I have, because I can I can ride any weight. So I can um, like I'm, I'm booked to ride 50 kilos in a couple of weeks in the Oakley Plate. So for me, that that'll only take that'll only take a couple of weeks of dedication of not eating rubbish or not as much rubbish, <laughs> and um, yeah, just I, I can get there pretty naturally. So. That's a, a big, big um, positive for how, how many rides I've had. Absolutely. Hey, by the way, if you you probably missed the boat today to talk to Froggy. one three hundred six five two nine two seven one three hundred six five two nine two seven. You're more than welcome to call in, and we'll have a chat. And uh, if not today, then certainly next time with Froggy or, or Maddie and I. SMS oh four one six ninety fifty fifty two. Hey Froggy, I sent you a photo. It's a beautiful photo that I'm going to write a little story about today of a horse that you've ridden a couple of times. The poor old fellow's retired now. Did himself a little injury. A lovely no, example. No, he's gone. He's, he's he's retired. Poor old Maldestro. He's he's done a tendon. So, but I, you talk about the connection you've got with your five kids. Uh, just a lovely photo of uh, my boys giving the old horse a lovely hug at a barbie at Tigers the other day. Um, hey, uh, what about today? Are you going to give our listeners something? Mate, I'm um, uh, um, you, you can't get carried away because he's a uh, he's a 33 start mate now, but. <laughs> I, uh, this is I race one, I'm suspecting. Yeah, yep. yeah <laughs> I got off Razor Warrior the other day and I said to Reese, I reckon I can win on this horse. So I'm hoping I uh, I don't let him down and he, he looks to get his chance. Obviously, they're, they're all in the same boat. There's three or four chance, real life chances in that race, but he'll race up on the speed and he'll give him something to chase for a long way. <laughs> yeah. We get Froggy on to help the listeners and he's given us one and it's hey, a 33 start mate. If anyone can do it, it's the frog <laughs> from Barrier 1 at Stony Creek. Yeah, no, exactly. It's got Froggy <laughs> written all over Absolutely. it. Hey, um, Craig, good on you, mate. Thanks very much and we promise we won't keep you for this long <laughs> in future, but it's been a lovely uh, lovely chat and it's always nice to... There's always something with you that's interesting to talk about. So uh, good luck today, ride safe, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. No drums at all. Thanks, guys. Craig Newitt joining us there. And Matthew, you should never make a promise you can't keep because I reckon we're going to have a bit of trouble getting rid of Froggy most weeks.